Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. St. Luke was a capital E evangelist. What we mean by that is that he was the author of one of the Holy Gospels. But he was also a lowercase e evangelist, a participant in the ministry and message of Jesus. He was likely one of the 70 or 72 sent out by Jesus to proclaim the kingdom of God in Luke chapter 10. Evangel, where we get the word evangelist, evangel means gospel. So an evangelist is one who heralds the gospel, the good news of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and salvation through him and his work. Now the church has been given the evangelical task of proclaiming to others what God has done in and through Christ. So as Christians, we are all small e evangelists, heralds of the evangel, the good news, the gospel. Well, there were small e and capital E evangelists in the Old Testament as well. The prophet Isaiah fits the bill on both counts. His book is often called by many the fifth gospel. In chapter 34, the prophet foretells God's judgment upon Edom. Edom, this this name that represented all the wicked nations. See, God was enraged at their gross idolatry, at their bloodlust, at the destruction that they had wrought against other nations, chiefly among them Israel. And he was going to pour out his wrath and in so doing, turn their fruitfulness into blight, their forests and rivers into deserts, a haunt for jackals. In other words, they would get their just due for living in open defiance against the God who called all the nations, including them, into existence. They had despised the God who had chosen Jacob and not Esau for the sake of bringing blessing and salvation to all nations. So they would be judged. Now contrast this with the good news Isaiah shares through similar poetic imagery in the verses of chapter 35. Though his Old Testament people were going to be in exile due to their rebellion and idolatry, God would bring them out. Those who had been ransomed and redeemed by God would know his salvation. And when God's blessings had come upon them, they would see things like blind eyes being opened and deaf ears unstopped, lame men leaping like deer, and mute men singing for joy. God would take a desolate place of death and he would cause streams of salvation to spill over and turn this desert into a garden. What was once a haunt of jackals, a place for desert dogs, would be transformed into an oasis. This is what he says in chapter 35, this appointed Old Testament reading for St. Luke. Isaiah's gospel would find its immediate fulfillment as God's people were brought back to their land. 
So there was this rebuilding and reconstruction of their life and their culture. But it was only a preview for the future fulfillment that God was working. Because at the coming of Jesus in the flesh, a way through the desert was prepared as he proved that he is the way, the truth, and the life. St. Luke records the ministry of John the Baptist, another type of evangelist who preaches, uh, who preached about Jesus's fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecies, that in Jesus, God's judgment would be brought to the unbelieving nations, but mercy extended to his believers. John the Baptist quotes the prophet Isaiah in Luke chapter 3, every valley shall be filled. In every mountain and hill shall be made low. Through his eyewitness account, St. Luke shows us that Jesus is the one who brought to fulfillment all that Isaiah the evangelist spoke. In Luke's gospel, Jesus healed an unclean man with a demon. He laid his hands on the crowds and healed them all. He cleansed a leper. He healed a paralytic and a man with a withered hand, he raised a widow's son, and on and on I could go. When John the Baptist was arrested and wrestled with his own doubts as to whether Jesus was the Messiah, Jesus sent John the Baptist's servants back to him to report to him that the blind received their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. In other words, everything that Isaiah the prophet, Isaiah the evangelist spoke about hundreds of years ago had come true. Everything that Isaiah the evangelist said in his prophetic ministry, Luke the evangelist now reported as being fulfilled in Christ. The kingdom of God was upon them. God's salvation had been revealed. This desert of sin and death was becoming a garden. When he died on the cross, Jesus' side was struck with a spear from which water and blood poured forth onto the dry ground. This dry, dusty earth which had been marred and ruined by our sins and as that blood and water poured forth, it gave us the right to enter God's garden, the kingdom of God, fully realized in the new heavens and new earth. When Jesus rose again and appeared to Mary Magdalene, she initially mistook him to be the gardener. But that doesn't happen unless Jesus wants it to. He wanted her and us to understand that in his life and ministry, his death and resurrection for all nations, he was renewing and restoring all the creation. The sin and death that had brought destruction upon God's people like Edom, he was turning all of that into dust. But his people who wait for his salvation, he brings the streams of new life into our desert and gives our thirsty ground springs of living water. So when we as God's people evangelize, 
we are participating in that prophetic work that Isaiah did, that St. Luke and John the Baptist did, in pointing to Christ and His completed work. You could say that we are good news gardeners, following in the tradition of the capital E and small lowercase e evangelists in the Old and New Testament. We are good news gardeners. When we herald the good news of God's salvation through Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, we are joining our witness with countless others in ushering in that new creation that God has promised us in Christ. When we tell someone about the love of Jesus and his death and resurrection for sinners, we are inviting them out of the waste places of Edom where God's judgment rests on the nations and into the promised land, a garden where they are free to partake of the fruits of eternal life without payment. God granted to us that we love the fertile ground of his kingdom so much that we bid others to come and live with us and with the God who grants us to live from its bounty forever. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.